0: This is The Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice.
1: The Deputy Brad Johnson Act has passed both the Alabama House and Senate and now heads to Governor Ivey's desk, Senate Bill one was passed in March of this year with a 99 to 1 vote and this week in the Alabama House with a 79 to 24 vote. The bill will change the criteria of good time credits that are given to prison inmates so that inmates who behave badly behind bars or make an escape from jail do not get those credits automatically applied without any accountability. The bill is named in honor of Bibb County Deputy Brad Johnson, who was shot and killed in 2022 by an inmate who was let out early with good time credits despite a history of violence. Why? behind bars. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall commented on the passage of the Deputy Brad Johnson Act saying that the state legislature has appropriately and forcefully reacted to the deaths of law enforcement officers like Johnson. Marshall also held a press conference this week after raids were made in Jefferson County and illegal slot machines were seized. Marshall confirmed that 14 illegal gambling operations were shut down.
0: Our office in collaboration with ALIA. With FBI and DEA have shut down 14 illegal bingo facilities in five cities, as well as unincorporated Jefferson County. These facilities were operating in blatant disregard and violation of state law and apparently without any fear of reprisal.
1: Marshall also made an indirect slam at Jefferson County Sheriff Mark Petway for his refusal to take down the electronic bingo halls in his county. Petway says it's not worth his time to send officers to stop the gambling. Marshall says that the continued disregard for law in these places only leads to more serious crimes and ultimately harms the community.
0: It's extremely frustrating, not just for me, but for people in this community, because they understand and see and know the illegal nature of what's taking place here, but yet it's allowed to continue. And again, not only does it undermine the legitimacy of law enforcement, it undermines the rule of law. You know That defines the nature of our conduct and how we conduct ourselves in our society. We have to, as members of the executive branch, those who swear an oath to protect and uphold the law, have the responsibility to be able to enforce it.
1: The Mobile County Republican Party is being quick to throw their support and endorsement of a school choice bill that was filed this past Tuesday. The PRICE Act stands for Parental Rights in Children's Education Act and would create education savings accounts for each student over the next three years. Those accounts will start each year with about $6,900 allotted to each student so that the family can use that money to pay for tuition at a private, religious, charter, magnet, or homeschool situation. The Mobile County GOP is calling the Price Act one of the strongest parental school choice bills in the nation. County GOP Chairwoman Tricia Strange says the bill allows parents and families who pay taxes into the state to make the ultimate decision with their dollars of where their children will attend school. Strange also says that other states are rightfully turning the controls of education back over to the parents and that this should be Alabama's legacy as well. A settlement has been reached between the Black Warrior River Keepers and Camtech Incorporated over pollutants that were coming from the aluminum casting plant they have in Birmingham. Camtech was accused of discharging process wastewater in violation of pollutant standards. The attorney for the Black Warrior Riverkeeper says the group sent notice to Camtech last year of their intent to sue regarding this contamination and that Camtech sought to rectify the situation without litigation. Attorney Eva Dillard says that has not happened in the 25 years of the Black Warrior Riverkeeper's sending out lawsuit notices. The Black Warrior Riverkeeper say that Camtech has taken steps to overhaul its wastewater operations and to hire more staff, as well as purchase more equipment that will help in preventing the discharge of these pollutants into the Five Mile Creek near Fultondale. Bond is denied to a former school guidance counselor who has been charged with having sex with a student under the age of 19. 39-year-old Jessica Herb of Jacksonville was out on bond after those charges were first issued against her months ago. However, Herb's bond was on condition that she not contact or communicate with a minor, especially the one she had an inappropriate relationship with. The court revoked bond when documents came to light that showed the former counselor violated those terms by texting a minor. Herb will be rearrested and then stay behind bars until her next hearing. Herb was a guidance counselor at Asheville High School. The Alabama Court of Criminal Appeals has finalized a conviction reversal for a former Huntsville police officer, William Darby was sentenced to 25 years in prison back in 2021 for the shooting death of Jeffrey Parker in 2018. The appeals court has now ordered a new trial for Darby after his attorney argued upon appeal that the jury was not given proper information on how police officers are trained in regards to an armed suspect. Darby's case will go back to a trial court. The Madison County District Attorney spoke with WHNT News saying his office will likely seek to prosecute Darby again. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the Waters of the U.S. case continues. Now a federal court has granted a preliminary injunction against the Biden administration and the Environmental Protection Agency and their interpretation of this law. The EPA is seeking to redefine navigable waters in a way that places more government control over lands that have small streams and wetlands. However, District Judge of North Dakota Daniel Hovland responded to the lawsuit that has originated from 24 states who are suing the EPA. Hovland says that the states have persuasively shown that this new EPA rule poses a threat to their sovereign rights and amounts to irreparable harm in complying with a rule that is not likely to withstand judicial scrutiny. Recently, a bipartisan bill came out of Congress that dealt with this ongoing water issue. That bill would have overturned the EPA's interpretation of this rule. However, President Joe Biden vetoed the bill. An EPA spokesman told the Daily Caller Foundation that they are reviewing the judge's decision and they're considering their options in moving forward. When it comes to the environment, a massive industrial fire is affecting the environment in Richmond, Indiana in a very bad way. Thousands of residents have now been evacuated from that area since a massive fire broke out on Tuesday night and continues even today. The 170,000 square foot facility was used for manufacturing lawnmowers in the past, but has only been used for storage and recycling of plastics in recent years. The Indiana State Fire Marshal Steve Jones says the smoke is definitely toxic and that the fire could continue burning for days despite being contained to that facility. Richmond Fire Chief Tim Brown says the owner of the building has received several unsafe citations in the past for the amount of plastic that's been stacked in that area and that the place was loaded wall-to-wall with toxic, flammable, unknown types of plastics. A judge has rejected a petition from Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg requesting a temporary restraining order placed on the U.S. House Judiciary Committee since that committee plans to have a field hearing in New York City, U.S. District Judge Mary K. McCausal declined to provide Bragg's request, citing the several documents that he failed to provide upon her request for this case. So the House Judiciary Committee is continuing with its plans to head to the city to review Bragg's record on crime in that city in light of the fact that he just recently issued indictments again against former President Donald Trump. Also happening in the House Judiciary Committee, the chairman, Jim Jordan, revealed earlier this week documents that showed the FBI actively seeking to infiltrate Catholic churches here in the U.S. in order to develop sources who would report on other parishioners who are deemed to be radicalized. Now, Missouri Senator Josh Hawley is calling the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland nothing short of a liar for how he responded to questioning that happened weeks ago before the Senate Judiciary Committee. Attorney General, are you cultivating sources and spies in Latin mass parishes and other Catholic parishes around the country? The
0: Justice Department does not do that. It does not um, um, do investigations based on religion.
1: How many informants do you have in Catholic churches
0: across America? I don't know, and I don't believe we have any informants aimed at Catholic churches. We have a rule against uh, investigations based on First Amendment um, activity, and uh, uh, Catholic churches are obviously. Uh, First Amendment. I well, be, but uh, I don't know a specific answer. to
1: you, you don't know the specifics of anything. It seems. Holly went on Fox News this week to lambaste Garland after this recent revelation of FBI infiltration came to light.
0: Senator, did the Attorney General of the U.S. just lie to you in that exchange? Do we now know that? Sure, sure looks like it, Sean.
1: Sure, looks like it. Uh, this, listen, he knew at the time that he couldn't answer the question because it looked so bad. He knew that it looked beyond the pale, and it is beyond the pale, Sean, for the FBI to be going into any church in America and trying to spy on Americans. And now we know that's exactly what they were doing. They regard churches, apparently, as the enemy and church-going Americans as akin to terrorists. And, yeah, the attorney general sat right there and told me, No, we don't do that. And now we know they do, in fact, target churches. And they have been. There's got to be accountability for this, Sean. He's got to be called on the carpet. The House needs to call him. The Senate should call him, too, but the Democrats will never do it. There's got to be some accountability. And the targeting of Christians and churches has got to end. Well, are you fully up to speed on the current boycott of beers that has been going on and developing? There are two companies who went woke in their advertising and enlisted drag queens or transgender women to promote their product. Bud Light featured Dylan Mulvaney, a so-called transgender woman who is celebrating one-year anniversary of living life as a woman. That has resulted in immediate blowback from people like Kid Rock, Travis Tritt, and now country music singer John Rich. Rich was on Fox News saying that no one is buying Bud Light anymore at his Redneck Riviera Bar in Nashville.
0: Customers are kings, and our number one selling beer up until a few days ago was, guess what, Bud Light. That was the number one beer. We got cases and cases and cases of it sitting back there but in the past several days, you're hard pressed to find anybody ordering one. So as the business owner, I just go, Hey, if you guys aren't going to order it, we got to put something else in here. And at the end of the day, that's capitalism, right, Tucker? That's how it works.
1: Also getting backlash is Jack Daniels Whiskey for hiring a trio of outrageously dressed drag queens to take part in a promo video that occurred back in 2021.
0: We love it here in Lynchburg, and we've had such an amazing time seeing all the sites that Jack Daniels distillery has to offer. And baby. bringing pride here. Yes. Yes. I'm so glad the community all came
1: together for us. Thank you. That campaign video has resurfaced ever since the state of Tennessee outlawed certain Certain drag shows with minors being present. It's causing more of a boycott than when it first was released two years ago. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow.